to our webinar podcast webcast thing that we're doing here. I'm Ben Oliver. I'm Justin Plant. We're the co-founders of Storyboard Media. Um, today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the first phase of the seven phases of practicing video. That's right. Two-part um, episode. Two-part episode. That's the kind of thing you can only do with a real sponsor. So why don't we address our, uh, our sponsor for this episode? Our sponsor being Tapo Chico. Our sponsor being no one, but we're going to see if this works. <laughs> Tapo Chico for when you want to taste what it's like when your arm falls asleep. <laughs> or your arm falls asleep after you taste it. I don't know. I don't think they'll pay us for the second one. Um, we'll let you know. We'll put that in the show notes. Um, okay, so let's jump right in um, and get the people what they love, which is our brain stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, so... Why don't you talk a little bit about what we mean by practicing video? To yeah, definitely. This came up when we were going through some some positioning exercises, I think. And what what it came down to is video for us is is no longer a noun. It's a verb. It's something that we do. We do it all day, every day. Maybe not all day. I mean, some days we do it. Some days, yeah. Not while we're showering or things like that. But who showers? <laughs> But yeah, it's something we, as professionals, <laughs> feels weird to follow that up. It does uh, seem weird to refer to us as professionals. Yeah. Uh, but practicing videos, so there's, there's a lot that goes into it. It's more than just hitting record and making a video. It's their stuff before and their stuff after. So, so that essentially that's what we mean. I feel like we're kind of on a, a mission to civilize when we say this, like, like part of like for our manifesto, for example, right? Which, if you haven't read it, you should definitely check it out and, and adopt it. Uh, let us know what needs to be changed, add to it, whatever. But, like, it, it's it's all it's all part of redefining the word video, right? It's it's, I, and I think it comes from the common misconception that when people think about doing video, they're thinking about making a video. Mm -hmm. So they get to that like MP4 MOV deliverable, and and it's handed Did off it. from their production company, and it's like, all right, we won, <laughs> but. Like now what? Like like what do we do that's with what, this? I think that's what they asked that for out, the time. Right? That's certainly certainly what got us to where we are. Yeah, um, is we would do that right, and everybody everybody be, we were really happy with what we made. They were really happy with what we made. It's exactly what they asked us to make, mm -hmm. which I think we realized was part of the problem. Um, and so it's it's not just making the thing, but but on the front end, it's why are you making what you're making, right? And yeah. th and then afterward, what are you gonna do with it? Once you've made it, how do you how do you know when it's been successful? How do you know that it's gotten to the right audience? How do you know that it's given them what they need? And how do you even know what all those needs are? And a lot of this this logic has been applied to a lot of media throughout the years, but with video being a very uh, a new medium for business, um, they forget. I think that this is just like any other content, and so I don't think any of this is. Um, Incredibly new, but there are there's a different way and some different tools and whatnot to activate your video um, That people may not be aware of so I think that's where a lot of the value of this comes in if you're used to working with content um, You probably know a lot of these things in principle uh, But as it applies to video, there's some nuances that we'd like to share and I think the 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 point that we're talking about video for business is also a key point um, it's something that I've heard vineyard saying a lot yesterday or, or recently um, also yesterday uh, but like with their video and business awards, and and Tyler Lassard was at was at an event doing a talk about video and business, and mm -hmm. and we say video for business, but it's all the same thing. But that seems to me something also 
like we're kind of pushing the whole practicing video thing, but I feel like the whole video for business thing is, is something that's really, that's really getting traction as just kind of an obvious qualifier, um, right? We're not talking about, you know, influencer YouTube channels as much as we're talking, or like yeah, yeah, makeup yeah. channels as yeah. we are talking about like, and it's specifically for us B2B also, right? right? right. Most of our clients are B2B and there's a certain way that that, that kind of sales cycle works yeah. in B2B. A lot of things we say may come through that lens. Yeah, yeah. All right, so why don't we go ahead and introduce everyone to what we believe are the seven phases of sure. practicing video. As you can see, uh, visually here, the largest element of this is the foundation. This is a pyramid shape. Um, pyramid scheme? <laughs> um, you, you seem to think so. Um, no, so at the bottom is strategy. That is the, uh, the, the whole bottom layer. Um, you, there's kind of four steps here. You've got strategy on the bottom. The foundation. Foundation. Mm -hmm. um, then the way we like to look at it is everything that comes after that, you know, above it, whether that's production, distribution, analysis, um, those, are, those are all just execution of your strategy. So uh, the next level is where most people think of video. Mm -hmm. It's the the pre-production, which is writing, casting, you know, um, rehearsing, location scouting, all those things. The initial creative treatment, I think, is a part of yep. that, right? Strategy doesn't result in a creative treatment. It results in a strategic concept yep. and a plan. Yep. Uh, then you go in, right next to that is production. Uh, that's where you, you either animate or, or you hit record in some form or another. And then post-production, um, mostly happens uh, in in live action stuff, but I uh, imagine there's some in animation too. Um, this is a format that requires no editing because we're flawless. Right. So um, minimal post production yeah. on something like this. Uh, and so anyhow, that's the editing, the uh, titles, and sound, and that kind of stuff. So that's that's that second layer. That's where you actually make, and at the end of that, that's where you make or you, you end up with the MP4 file or okay. the .mov, yep. whatever it is. So it's not disregarding the deliverable, it's just that the deliverable is part of You're only halfway at this process. point. Yep. So what, what happens after that? There's another layer. Um, go ahead. Yeah, and, and so you've made the thing, so you've really got to get people to see it. Yep. Uh, distribution and promotion is what's on that next level, and they really go together. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of gray area between the two, the way that we tend to look at it is distribution is getting it out there in a place where people can see it and mm -hmm. can find it. Promotion is driving people to it once you've put it there. Mm -hmm. um, distribution is, is kind of a, a wide net, um, not targeted at anyone mm -hmm. specifically. Promotion is really where you start to target specific people to that specific place. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, once you've got people watching it for a little while and doing the action that you're asking them to do, you've got to analyze what you're looking at. And so whether that's assessing the content that you've made and you can look at you can look at like those kind of we tend to call them vanity metrics, but like play rate, engagement, mm -hmm. uh, those kinds of things, play count. You know, those are things that really tell you about the content that you've created, and is it effective? Is it too long? Is it is it you know? Are you getting the click through rates on it? That's then the kind of value metrics, click through rates, um, leads generated, revenue generated by yeah. video. I mean, some of these platforms can 
connect with Salesforce or whatever you're mm-hmm. using, and you can actually tie a deal to videos that that buyer watched. Yep. Which is a tremendous way to show ROI. I think a lot of people have trouble understanding how they can show an ROI on well, a lot of marketing efforts, but certainly video. But video is one of those one of those formats that just you get a lot more information. You can understand, like you always say um, about white papers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you you can one see a download, yep. one metric, a yep. download. But you have no idea how how much of it they read, yep. if they read it at what all. What parts they really enjoyed or or didn't. With video, you get to see how much, how many times somebody watched, which parts they rewatched. If you're making three main bullet points in a video and a specific prospect watched point two three times and the other part points only once, well, next time you're on the phone with them, you may want to talk about that middle point. That's hugely <clears throat> valuable information that, that you can gather from this stuff and you feed that then back all into what are we going to do next? We're going to reiterate this. It's a cycle. So were our initial goals a little arbitrary and maybe a little lofty? Um, let's, let's reassess those. Was our video too long? Was it too scattered? Let's break it up into multiple pieces. Put it in the pieces. right places. Do you just put that into the next round of your strategy? You go back to that foundation and then you just execute again. One of the, I was on a, uh, a discovery call with a, with a prospect and the CMO or VP, she said that video is no good for demand generation. Well, I don't and that. I didn't sleep well at night. I'm like, what the hell is she, t- what is she talking about? And I realized later, I think what she meant was attribution. There's, she didn't know that there was okay. the ability to attribute successful outcomes from video. She thought it would just like YouTube, you get it out there and hope and someone if something happens, something happens, but you never know. Yes. Okay. So I, I think that that's a, it's a huge point that we're trying to educate a lot of uh, professionals and people in the marketing and even sales and customer success worlds. So. Is that when you went on that three day bender? <laughs> uh, that's about every other three days. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is he laughing at us or is he laughing at something he's editing? I don't know. <laughs> Thanks Tucker. <laughs> we got to get our own room for this. All right, let's move on to what we're really going to focus on in, in today's our webisode podcast. That's interesting. Webisode. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to figure out a name for this thing eventually. I'll either like it or hate it in about 10 minutes. Well, five years, I know that's true. Um, okay, so strategy. Strategy is the foundation. Strategy, that's why we're focusing this episode on it. You're something different every to say time. a different thing every single time. Um, uh, we're focusing on just the strategy because that's really, I mean, again, in our visual, that's the biggest individual section. That's mm-hmm. the foundation. Everything else is execution. And, and so uh, next time we can just focus on, on executing it. But let's really jump into kind of the two parts of, of strategy. There's, a, there's, there's what we like to call the diagnosis phase and then that, that's followed up with the prescription phase. Yeah. So for us that works because typically we're coming into a new client we don't necessarily have a lot of understanding, or even if we're working with an existing client, like it's a new initiative. Mm-hmm. There are different goals. There are different audiences that maybe stuff we've done. department with the same client. I think it's also important <clears throat> to mention at this time too that, that this, this kind of process or this approach to strategy, it can apply to an individual video 
an initiative or a campaign or like an entire department or an entire company's like video roadmap. Yep. Like it works on all levels. You just kind of have to look at it from a, a slightly different perspective. It's a scale thing. But the things that you want to address, the things you want to diagnose and the things you want to prescribe are the same. Process, exactly. The yeah. process applies to yeah. any situation. Um, now, you know, I diagnose and, and prescribe is, is something that, that we've certainly taken from the whole win without pitching model. But it, it does kind of make sense. You wouldn't go to a doctor and, and walk in. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people actually do this, right? And they walk in with their internet diagnosis mm -hmm. and they say, I need Valtrex. <laughs> for herpes? Yeah. Also for shingles. Is it? Uh, that's what I was given for shingles. Oh. Yes, because I'm an old man. Um, <laughs> so, so, um, so let's say you walk into your doctor and you say, hey doc, I need a prescription for Valtrex. My guess is, you if your doctor me. is any good, they'll take a half step back <laughs> and, and they're gonna ask you a little bit about what symptoms you're presenting, right? right? They're gonna diagnose what's actually going on, they're gonna run some blood tests, that kind of thing, right? Before they just give you the prescription for Valtrex. Mm -hmm. um, or, if they did then write you the prescription for Valtrex, <laughs> Thank you. Our sponsor is Valtrex. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be malpractice. Yes. So as professionals, we can't we can't just go ahead and make the video that our client thinks they need to make without going through the process because we would be doing a disservice uh, to them and perhaps ruining our reputation as well. And we'd make more money if we did that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But it's about principles yeah. and money. <laughs> um, okay, so let, let's kind of dive into the diagnosis phase here. Um, let's get to that herpes diagnosis, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So first thing you want to look at with, with kind of diagnosing, um, it, it, again, this is all an audit. So it starts with the goals. What? <laughs> Did you have something you want to no, say? Or you I just, I was holding it in from before. I see. Okay, that's fair. Uh, so you want to assess really what what are your goals top level, right? As a company, what are you trying to do this year? Are you trying to increase revenue by $6 million? Uh, are you trying to increase your subscriber base? Are you trying to, um, uh, maybe on a department level, increase MQLs, um, decrease churn, reduce your uh, sales cycle, Yeah. right? To take a week out of your sales cycle and then theoretically, as long as you don't use that time for vacation, right? Sell more that yeah. year, right? So what is it that your company or department are, are really trying to do? Then, then is there something specific that, that you want this particular initiative to do, right? And, and I think that, that goes also to, and again, I, I hope the manifesto is, is something of ours that you've read, we'll put it in the show notes, um, is that goes to the purpose part. Purpose is first, and you can't really determine your purpose until you understand what goal or goals, hopefully a specific goal mm -hmm. with a specific video, you are trying to achieve. But but even if it's even if it's a campaign or, or a departmental roadmap, like what are the goals we're trying yep. to achieve? Um, anything else on goals? No. Okay. Well, that was a lot shorter than yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> um, so after goals, what what's next? Um, well, next we've got audience. Okay. Um, Again, the, the word specific comes up here and it does quite quite a bit throughout this. Uh, but audience, who are we talking to? And so there's, this again, this is the diagnosis phase. So we're just trying to get an understanding of what 
types of clients you have or you're aiming to acquire. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it, I don't know that it necessarily comes down to personas, I guess. How would, how would you, where does that come in? The, well, I like to, again, I think we're, with the audience, we're kind of auditing, right? We're assessing who are our defined personas. Hopefully we've got defined personas, but like who are, even if, let's say you're an IT company, even if you know that, that typically the people who you steer your sales team starts to engage with first are like technical people, mm -hmm. but it's the people who are higher up than that, maybe not as high as the C-suite, but the people who are higher up than that are the people who are actually making the decision. Right. Well, then you may want to create content that speaks technically to that initial contact, but you also know that ultimately you're going to need maker. to provide content for that decision maker and, and potentially, I don't want to say dumb it down necessarily, but but feed them the things that they want to know. They want to know about ROI. Why should they be investing in this kind of thing, right? A technical person wants to know, is it going to work? Does it work with what we've got? Is it easy to implement? Mm -hmm. Is it easy to manage? All those kinds so of things. So some of those people at, at lower levels, wherever they are, are more focused on like the, the specific components of whatever you're talking about, but up at the top, they're more value driven. Yeah. And future, future focused. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of the reasons that, that God love them. I, I'd, I'd rather be talking to a, a CMO or a CEO mm -hmm. anytime we're look, talking to a, a potential new client than, you know, a digital marketing manager. They've got there's, a vision. There's nothing wrong with a digital marketing manager and they're typically end up being our primary point of contact going yep. forward. But it's a lot easier to have value-driven conversations on what we can do yep. for a company to those higher-up people. So going back to that, you've got to know, again, who are the people you interact with, uh, if, especially if you're coming up with kind of an overall roadmap. What are the, what's the journey that they take, right? Each persona has a slightly different journey as they go through the funnel or through the flywheel, whichever, whichever one you, you've adopted at this point. And what are those questions that they're asking? And then that kind of gives you that initial level of that map to create video content that answers those questions. Yep. That's, it, it's not, you know, it, I mean, that's one of the easiest ways to just come up with a comprehensive plan where they're telling you exactly what the content you should make by understanding what they need to know. Yeah. And they tell you what they need to know before they buy because the people who don't get that stuff answered don't buy. Because, and the people yeah. who do end up getting those those things addressed, whether it's by the marketing department, sales department, whatever. Yeah. Um, it happens. So you've got to understand who your audience is, what their journey is. And and then when we get to, to the prescription part, you'll see that's where then you kind of narrow in on those behaviors. Mm -hmm. So next we've got channels. Um, let's talk about channels. Yeah, <laughs> um, that sounds good. So this is, again, I keep saying it, but this diagnosis, what channels do you have at, at your disposal? Are you accustomed to using? Um, but it's so the obvious ones come to mind of, of social, right? You've got, when you apply you know, when, with video, there's YouTube or, mm -hmm. or Vimeo or whatever. Um, but then you've got your website, um, Facebook, LinkedIn, all of those are doing their own native video uploads these days. Yep. But there's some really other forgotten, interesting channels um, yesterday you were talking about this. Um, sometimes your audience that you're that you're trying to address is in your own building, right? Mm -hmm. And so the TV displays that are on in your office could be a channel, or an event that you've got coming up could be a channel. Um, where trade yeah, shows, like, like trade shows. Um, your email list 
is often a forgotten channel. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and I think some of it is in the word channel, right? You think channels, so maybe you think social channels, but like your email list is a captive audience, mm-hmm. right? Go ahead and, and publish stuff to them. Um, and programmatic. Programmatic, definitely. I mean, you know, throw some ads on Hulu or Which CNN.com. ends up just or, being a, a choke point for hundreds of channels. Right, yeah. Um, and and I think um, I think that's all I have to say on channels. All right, let's move through this. Other content. Why yeah. is it important to understand your other content? Well, I, I'm just gonna, I keep coming back to the manifesto, but, but the part of the manifesto that applies here is integrate, mm-hmm. right? Our, our video content doesn't live on an island. It mm-hmm. doesn't live in a bubble. It isn't its own thing. It's part of this overall content that you put out there. And so it kind of needs to speak to all, the, all that other content. It's perfectly fine to create a video that leads someone to another piece of content in that same part of the funnel. Like right. people don't always have to move straight down through the funnel. They don't have to take four steps to go from awareness video, to- Video, 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 video. Right, I mean, they can bounce around. I, I like to always think about it as a game of Plinko, mm-hmm. right? You put that prospect in and it bounces around, sometimes laterally, sometimes down, sometimes it can bounce back up. Like it bounces around, but eventually ends up either in the, not scoring or it scores yeah, and they become a, right, a buyer, right? right? So so you have to be aware of the other content to know how you can complement that content. It's also a great way uh, to, to looking at your well-performing content is a great way to understand how you can make additional video content. Either make a make a video version of that white paper mm-hmm. or make a, a, a promo video driving people to that white paper. Instead of making an ebook, turn your ebook into a V-book. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, people want to click play. They want to watch stuff. They want to listen to people for 23 minutes plus talking about whatever it is they talk about. And I think- And uh, bell tracks. Um, we have to say it four more times. Yeah, I think I think that's what the contract says. Um, Four times in thirty minutes. But also, you need some like if you're making video that this needs to match in tone, in voice, and sometimes even look as to who and what your brand is about. Sure. Yep. Um, So you can't you can't neglect that. Yeah. Video is a visual and an audio. Yeah, I I think there's also a culture element to it, and, and you you speak to this a lot, but like. We get very frustrated when people come to us just saying we need a company culture video. Right. And kind of our first response to that is yes, thank you. But our second response to that is, is typically your culture should bleed through in all the content you're making anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so kind of the, the library of content you create should really give a sense of, of for people of what your corporate culture is anyway. Right. Um, competition is next on this list. How how would you why would you want to look at your competition? This is kind of a softer element of the diagnosis, but I think it's it's just interesting to be aware of what your competition is doing, especially if we're working with a client in a new industry, let's say. I wanna see, I wanna get a, a take a temperature of what what's going on out there, not necessarily to copy or diversify, but just just to take the temperature of, of the of that industry perhaps. Okay. I, I love it as a way to see what your competition is doing and figure out what they missed, mm-hmm. right? Did they, is it something in messaging? Is it the way that they present themselves? Is it the, the quality of the, is it too polished and it doesn't get to any substance? Like, like not, not something to copy, but something to find the opportunities to say something or communicate something better than your competition. Mm-hmm. Especially 
if you haven't gotten into a whole lot of video before, but a lot of your competition does have video content, that's a great way. Just look at it all, see where the gaps are, and fill those gaps. Sure. Resources. Resources. Go ahead. I think of three main things here. Um, there's plenty more, but the first one being budget. Sure. How much can you spend or are you willing to spend to achieve a particular goal? Mm -hmm. um, then we've got time. How, you know, Do we have a, a specific event coming up that we need to get this thing ready for or a product launch? Um, or And then, re, um, yeah, resources. Uh, like people. People. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, human resources. So do you have an internal team that you could leverage to make this content or do you need to go outside? How many, you know, are there people within your organization who can distribute and promote this stuff or do you need to use an agency to do that as well? Sure, okay. So budget, time, and people, you know, what options do you have? And, and I think the key there too, to harp on the manifesto again, that's the attainable part, right? Mm -hmm. Like don't, video can be expensive, mm -hmm. but it, it doesn't always have to be. In fact, the further you get down in the funnel, the further along in that journey, you're you're able to get away with a lot scrappier content. Um, so the money that and the people that you have can just dictate what level of, of production value right. you put into something, and that's fine. We happen to be we happen to have production equipment, being a video agency. Um, so we've got cameras and whatnot, but we could easily you have just camera. <laughs> we could easily just stick uh, an iPhone up there and be producing this thing. For, for free, this is costing us nothing to do, but somebody yep. else who doesn't have a, a professional camera could use a, an iPhone. And and again, it just come down to re, comes down to resources. Right, it's not, it's, I think the, the diagnosis of your resources is not to say, we don't have enough resources to make something. It's to say, these are the resources we have and the constraints yes. that we're living in to make this thing. And it, it's not a don't do it, it's just here's what reasonable is. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, we've looked at all that stuff. We've kind of gone through that diagnosis. Now, how do we synthesize all of that information and kind of map it out into the information that we need to put together to then execute? But this is the putting together of the plan. So where does that start? We started with goals in our diagnosis. Mm -hmm. So where does that kind of map in terms of our prescription here? Well, it's, so it starts with purpose. Okay. What, you know, what video are, or why are we making a particular video so this uh, this matches directly with goals it also matches very much with the second thing on here which is action mm -hmm. what do you want someone to do immediately after how do you want them to think uh, what do you want them to feel what do you want them to do I think that's so important because th there's a lot of video that's made and, and we've made some of them uh, unfortunately that that say something and it may even be a compelling thing but they they don't take advantage of having captured that person's attention and then ask them to do anything. And you don't have to ask them to buy at that point. You don't have to ask them to sign up for a free trial. Like the Plinko game, you can ask them to go download this white paper. Mm -hmm. Or uh, you know, check out your video library on X, or, Y, or, or Z. Or call your congressman or whatever. Exactly. Um, so One of the, Just do us a favor, don't embed a video on your website and have the action be, visit, visit our website to find more information. That's something that goes on YouTube, and that so that just speaks to like how many deliverables you may need, right? Depending on where you put them. So, okay, so so from our assessment of our goals, we've kind of got our purpose. Mm -hmm. Can that be a broad purpose? No, very specific. Okay, we're doing one thing. 
for, for one particular audience, getting them to take what particular action. Okay, so we're, we're synthesizing all that information and we're gonna say, I want our, uh, uh, our Julian persona mm -hmm. to watch this video and when he's done watching, I want him to sign up for a free trial. Mm -hmm. And because the purpose of this particular campaign is increasing our free trials. Right. We've got a we've got a new a new release out. We want to get a whole bunch of people into the demo or into the free trial and we know that right. those people are going to convert. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know that 10% of them are going to convert. So Let's get 500 people to try it out, and someone can do the math for me. You do the math at home. Equals X. <laughs> um, okay, so so I, then it sounds like one of the things to avoid is kind of making that one video to rule them all. Right. Which is a trap that so many, and I get it, because it goes back to the resources thing. People, people are for some reason scared off by video oftentimes. Mm -hmm. Like they think it's this big, expensive, complicated thing that they don't know how to do. Um, and sometimes it is. It certainly can be. But, but, um, but what they try to do is they try to cram like two years of ideas into one script, talking to all of their personas about everything they do as a company. And that's where you find so often that they get to the call to action at the end. They know there needs to be a call to action. And they're like, I don't know, we said a thousand and three things. Go, just go to the website. Mm -hmm. Like it should be pretty obvious, like coming up with your CTA, whether it's baked in or part of the hosting platform or, or wherever it is, like that thing should be pretty self-evident once you, once you have the purpose for the video. You know you've watched this video and it should be pretty obvious that they should go call, you know, sign up for a demo, get a free trial, whatever right. it is. It, it kind of <clears throat> fixes itself. It's also important to restrict it to persona too. You don't necessarily want to talk to multiple personas in one video because you end up with the lowest common denominator and not actually connecting with either persona. Yep. Okay, so we've got those things. Now that kind of gives us the information we need to come up with probably a creative treatment and a script and, and whatever, but but then once again, that, that noun, that video is made, how do we know what to do with it then? Well, you've got to have a bit a strategic plan. We want this to be in, in these channels because we're talking to these personas and that's where they live and, and see things. Um, and, or also, it's appropriate for this channel because it's very business oriented. Um, so it, it's, it's kind of a plan. It is loose at best. Um, a lot of times your creative can inform the channel you're, you're working with. Um, is that, I mean, it, that's probably... Yeah, well, and, and I think, uh, you know, what I, what I tend to struggle with is how detailed that plan needs to be. Sometimes it can be as simple as uh, this video is going to go onto YouTube, be embedded on our product page, and we're going to share it to LinkedIn and Facebook. Because again, what we know about that Julian persona, for yeah. example, is that they interact with us primarily on LinkedIn and then secondarily on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're again using all the information we've kind of audited, we've kind of gathered to help us determine where it's gonna go. Right. You could go, as deep as uh, basically giving any kind of demographic or targeting information so that if you're executing a paid promotion campaign, you could hand that off to an intern and they can basically, they just have all the blanks that they're filling out as they're executing that campaign. So you, at, at the very least, you just need to know where you're gonna put it. And then of course that tells you what assets you need. 
right? What calls to action? What kind of you know? What kind of thumbnails? YouTube likes different kinds of thumbnails, and LinkedIn doesn't need a thumbnail because it auto plays. You can't embed actions within a video on YouTube, but you can do that on your website. Whoa, is that a spider? <laughs> no, no, you're imagining things. It's the Tapo Chico. <laughs> Our fantastic sponsor. Um, and then the last one on here quickly is Metris of Success. And this is a, did I say that right? Metric, met, I it think close. I, I it was really close. It was close. Metrics. <laughs> Metrics, it was the Valtrex of success. So I think it's really important. I'm really beating that one to death. Yep. Um, if our audience has made it this long, they'll appreciate it. <laughs> um, so the metrics of success are something that you absolutely have <clears throat> to determine now why because if you get to the point where you're looking at your numbers three six twelve months after you've released this campaign video whatever it's real easy to look at those numbers without having set a benchmark and say that kind of worked because that's basically all you can do sure and sure it may seem arbitrary but if you set if you're launching a a YouTube channel, like a pre-awareness, educational, very lightly branded YouTube channel for your prospects or even pre-prospects. And you launch that channel and you haven't determined how many subscribers you want, how many views make sense, um, then you're going to get to that point where you're supposed to go back and check the report and you're not gonna know whether 567 subscribers is good or bad. Yeah. And, and that's okay. But if you said at the beginning, as arbitrary as it may seem, we're aiming for 500 subscribers, you can say this was successful because mm -hmm. 567 means you met your goal. Sure. Now, you could also say we want 1,000 subscribers in three months. And if you get to that point and you've only got the 567, well, that's where you get to go back and say, how do we come up with that 1,000 subscribers? What do we know now that may tweak our goal? Your goals can change. It's all an iterative process. Mm -hmm. So how can we, how can we maybe, we, we miss these, how can we either tweak these numbers or what do we need to change in the content or the execution of it to, to hit these numbers in our next three months? Right. And another thing, um, the metrics of success can also help determine your distribution and promotion plan. If you know that 10% um, of your demo users convert to paid users and you need to hit 50 paying users, then you know that at least five, at least 500 people need to see this. So, yep. so with an 80% engagement or mm. whatever, so um, that can inform other parts of your of this plan as well. Well, and that's my favorite part of, of analysis too, which we'll get in in the next taping. Yeah. Kind of out of episodes, oh, webinar, yeah, out of our next taping. Um, is is that you you not you get to learn so much about your audience when you look at your numbers, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you may have certain certain assumptions, but you get to understand once you give it that three or six uh, initial three or six months, you get to understand how they're actually interacting with it, and you learn so much about their behavior through that too. Um, we'll get into that a little bit uh, a little bit more deeply next time. Um, I. I so that's essentially your your prescription. Um, that's your strategy. That's your plan. That's that's your that's what gets you to your strategic concept. We've got an example that that we've used uh, for a client. We've changed a couple key things uh, just to uh, well one to help it better align with this presentation, but two just to take out some some proprietary information. 
Um, so you can certainly take a take a deeper look at this. We'll attach this in the show yeah, notes. Perfect. Um, but it, it's all here: purpose, persona, action, distribution, and promotion. If you guys have questions, again, we're gonna we'll make ourselves available to to kind of walk you through uh, what we've done here for the convince your boss uh, concept and. Um, and, it, and be able to help you through that. Um, and if you want to use that as your own sort of uh, template for building your own strategies, um, feel free to use that. Ooh, that's a thing we should create. Sure. We should just take all the text out of there. Yeah. And make it kind of fillable. Yeah. And just put that up. We'll, we'll get somebody working on that sometime. Because uh, uh, I think that could, that could be helpful, even just having those bullet points in there. Right. And, they, and they've got to, we can't help you diagnose it, but we can at least give you the, the prescription pad, as yeah. it were for Valtrex, three times left and we're running out of time. Um, okay, so quick rundown. The seven phases of practicing video uh, starts with strategy, mm -hmm. which is what we got into today. So next time we're gonna get into the next level of it, which is kind of the three stages of production. Mm -hmm. Pre-production, production, post-production. Post -production. Then we've got the thing. So the next level up is the distribution and promotion. Right. And then once we've got it out there for a little bit of time, which we've determined in our strategy, then we're going to analyze those numbers. Mm -hmm. So that's essentially just executing the plan that we've kind of walked through right. today. Yep. Okay. Um, well, I think this one better than I expected. Yeah. All right, good. Well, at some point we'll go over the execution part of this and until that time, you stay frosty, Miami. Um, I, need a, I need a sign off thing. Yeah, I need a better um, one. I just made that stay up. Stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs> I saw that recently. Where they, I don't know. Did you see that meme too? Yeah, yeah. Watch it. Yes. It's like from Aldi. They're like, stay fresh cheese bags. <laughs> stay fresh cheese bags. I like it. Stay frosty, Miami.